I don't hear it. I, I was supposed know. to see the time to count down. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. This is pre-pandemic days. I'm at home. You're in the studio. We are live. This is amazing. I am wearing a mask. We are here with a special guest, uh, Scotto from Found Round Sound and uh, Fab. How did you phrase it? Today? Flat Black Plastic is the Saturday. Yes. Found so, Round Sound is the Sunday. So Flat Black Plastic. Is Saturday. Yeah. And then Found Round Sound is a show you just heard. If you are now streaming mutinyradio.fm, where it's our we stream first here every t- Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, with or without a theme song. Let, let's watch full length movie, movie on is YouTube. Is there no theme song? Well, we have no audio right now, which is going to be a problem because we are watching two movies. Oh, wait. Oh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'll do this song. Ready? Go ahead, do it. It's the same thing. It's better if it's the recording. Well, I want this recording. I got to reset it. Here we go. I'll play along. This is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Joke to Carl. Joke to Carl. Not duh like duh. That's funny. It's duh like French. Jokes to Carl. Follow me now. With Michael Spiegelman. We are live in the studio, streaming live here at MutinyRadio.fm for October 10th, 9th. 10. 10? October 10. 10, 10. 10, 10. No, it's October 9. It's October 9. It's October 9th. And uh, (laughs) 2.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, And we are streaming live uh, here on Muni Radio. We are with the week. We're holding hostage. Scotto from the previous show on Uni Radio. Found you can't sound. leave yet. I'm here every Sunday anyway, so it's not like you're holding me hostage. This is the man. <laughs> we 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 want to. We're kicking off the seventh annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. There's a week's worth of live comedy shows every night, including a block party and a mission crawl of four clubs, and a bacon bacon truck. Oh, bacon bacon truck. You know what they sell at the Bacon Bacon Truck? Tofu. Comedy. They sell strips of bacon with basically a rubber band straight out of a Peanuts comic. And you just fucking be like, oh, crunch, 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 crunch. I think I'll have another one. It's amazing. So the Bacon Bacon Truck will be there. So if you are... the defibrillator. We're deep in the heart of the mission, the the studio. So we are really excited that the majority of the clubs are in the mission district. So come out if you're in the mission district or any part of San Francisco. Come out and see the show. Yours truly will be performing this Monday night at the bar at Dolores at 8 p.m. And that is where Mission and Dolores collide. That's as far as you can go. So come on by. 
for that or don't. Uh, and there'll be live shows so. here during the week. So keep listening to mutinyradio.fm. Carl, you know we are a podcast. And we podcast through our acronym, which is ridiculous. I'm also wearing a mask, which is ridiculous. But it's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the way you could uh, subscribe to our podcast. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We are watching two is celebrate the festival to this week. And we do have a celebrity comedian here uh, to do the countdown in the studio. So one of the exciting things is... uh, I didn't record this back up. So, all right. Here we go. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, October 9th, 2022, 2.04 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What's that? I thought it was the 10th. It's not the 10th. Yeah, tomorrow's the 10th. So my my big show, my big return. Tomorrow's uh, Indigenous Brothers Day. Indigenous People Day tomorrow. So now you have the day off. I thought it was cool not to have the day off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be down in Little Italy in uh, Manhattan uh tomorrow. What are you you doing tomorrow? Still Columbus Day, motherfucker. Eating cannolis. All right. Well, yeah, you do that. You go to Newark. The library's closed. Don't go to the library. Yeah, it is a national holiday now, so don't go to the library. Uh, Or expect mail in your mailbox. We are here with Scotto. We're going to be watching two full-length movies. I had a point earlier on, but I don't remember, Carl. We are streaming. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you can listen to our podcast, of course, as I said up front. And we also have a YouTube channel. We're going to watch a movie. You're going to listen to the podcast with, uh, with the movie sound off. If that's too complicated, subscribe to our YouTube channel where Carl syncs up the podcast and the video, which you're watching. Here I am wearing a mask in the studio. Uh so you don't have to. So subscribe to the YouTube channel if you want less stress. If you're a go-to, listen to us first on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. Or if you need to catch up, just get the podcast. But you have to watch the movie at the same time. You can't just listen to the podcast doing dishes. Uh-uh. You have to be focused on the movie for the true IMAX experience. I know. I worked up there in uh, It's uh, like dancing about architecture. It's about dancing about architecture. Yeah. Listen, I worked at Sky Rancher, uh, Skywalker Ranch. I know how it goes. You have to experience it in the theater with the audio and the visual together. <laughs> that was her uh, theme song. Okay, Carl, so let's kick off. Yeah. We have uh, uh, Scott here to do the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Uh, I'm going to actually hand the phone to Carl, uh, to Scott, excuse me. Ta-da! All right. This is going to be on there YouTube, There he is in Scott. person. I'm ready. That's right. why I'm wearing a mask. Yeah, we're two <laughs> dudes in a room wearing a mask. All right. So we want you to... So first off, go to YouTube. Carl, what is the first movie today? Okay, today we will be watching Gone in 60 Seconds 2, 1988. Gone in 60 Seconds 2, 1988. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The channel we like is Danny Seville. Danny, Danny Seville. Seville. So it's gone in the number 60 seconds, uh-huh. the number 2, uh-huh. 1988. And the those number. are numbers too. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Danny Seville is the channel we like. So go do that right now. Go to wherever you watch YouTube. Type in Gone in 60 Seconds to 1988 full movie. 
and then you will see the link, Danny Seville hosting it. Click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, so it's zero, zero, zero. And when Scott says go, click go with us. Scott, would so you I like start to- with one or three? Do three? Okay. Carl, actually, Carl, go ahead. Let Scott know how we do this. Okay, you've got the concept right. It's three, two, one, go. But it's very important that it's eight because everyone at home really has to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio. So it's like the space shuttle countdown. Three, two, one. It's all eight. Three, two, one, go. Let's have that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two. One, go, play. Very nice. Thank you, Scott. Now, no credits, Mike. No credits. We are starting our movie in the middle because this is an unfinished movie. Okay, right. Oh, so that's the reason. We're seeing footage. We should mention that. Yeah. We are already in Act 3, and we're in the middle of the plot and everything, and he's going to be doing a getaway. H.B. Halicki. Of course, he's not H.B. Halicki. In the film, he's Mandarin Pace. What's it called? Mandarin. Mandarin Pace is this guy's name. We know him from Gone in 60 Seconds. Original. Yeah, we, we should say a quick hello to our listeners and to any movie fan. H. P. Halicki, the late uh, H. H. What was his middle initial? B. H. B. Halicki. And he is late. He will be late in this film. We'll see the scene in which he passes away. Now, does he die from a stunt, Carl? Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna watch this the fatal stunt. Yes, unfortunately, it's a it's a water tower falls over, and unfortunately, H. B. Was under it. All right, so you know, let's put a little content warning up front. Uh, we're gonna. You won't is, see it. You won't see it. But you'll just see the water tower tumble over. Okay. And you, you see uh, young Carl and young Mike there going timber, uh, <laughs> and then regret it afterwards. Why'd you say that, you asshole? Someone died. Well, there's a lot of regrets in the after. You see, the town didn't want him to do the stunt. The town. Um, was very worried about the stunt. They made him take out insurance, and he was pissed off. Right. And guess what? They were right. This stunt was dangerous, and the man who was so angry was the man who died. Okay, so look. He's now hijacking the truck. But look, immediately the cops know about him for some reason because they've been chasing him. We're really in the middle of Act 3. So now we're about to see a truck chase, not a car chase, a truck chase. Which is pretty balls out. It's, of course, cops chasing the truck. Oh, look at that. That's John Wick chapters now, two and three. You saw those scenes before, Mike, because his wife, who put this together for the release of the DVD of Grand Theft Auto. I don't think that's how you say it, right? Auto Thief, wasn't it? It was and- Auto Theft Deception? No. It was Deadline. Yeah. Wait, uh, what deadline is it now? I'm... Grand Auto. Deadline Auto Grand Theft. Yeah, that's it. Deadline Auto Theft. She was. was uh, she Ed took scenes from that Whoa. and from Gone 
um, Gone in Six Seconds one, and she put him, edited him into this one. All the times the, you see the cops in the office at the dispatch. Yeah. That's all from the other two but movies. This Look is, at this. This is me commuting. cars he bought. This is me store. commuting home. Fuck you. Get out of my fucking way. That's right. Yeah. He bought 400 cars. This is smash up. H.B. Halicki made a 1970s film called Gone with 60 Seconds. Perhaps you remember the remake with Nicolas Cage uh, years later. This is an original. Uh, Quintartino had an homage in Kill Bill. There's a big influence. He then made a follow-up movie pretty quickly called uh, Deadline Grand Theft. Where No, no, no. He then made The Junkman. He made The Junk Man, right, which was an original film, and it was a very meta film because it was a, a adjacent sequel to Gone with 60 Seconds. It was about the director directing Gone with 60 Seconds right. and the universe that he inhabits, which consists of many car stunts in real life and on set. Then there was a third movie called... Which was a redo. It was a redo of Gone in 60 Seconds. It incorporated some stuff from the second movie, but it then basically... No, it had original material in the first act, and then the rest was a replay of the first movie. Where Correct. It, where it incorporated some of the mythos from the second film. Like, the reality of the second film had bled into the first film, and even though it's a good chunk of it, it's the first film, therefore making it a rip-off movie, it's in a different context. So, again, these stunts are all practical. These are real-life demolition. This guy had There's a no collection CGI of cars. There's no CGI here. No, no CGI here. And these are, you know, his buddies who are into this. He had a collection. And he, you, you look at the nuanced titles he has in these films. We've, we've done all these films this year, and we wanted to do the last remaining one where he decided in the 80s to do a sequel. And, right. unfortunately, he died in a stunt, and his wife, who's been archiving and keeping his, him alive, uh, did release this, you know, as a half-hour video uh, for the fans. But are there Now, any- one of the things that kept H.B. Halicki's name alive, because we wouldn't know him today were it not for the Nick Cage remake. It's right. really a reboot. It was its own movie. But she was the executive producer for that. She made some money from that, and sure. with that money, she she um, actually I'm not sure if that's true. What happened was after he died, six years later, she filmed another scene for this movie. It features something called the slicer, which like flips cars. You'll see it soon. Now look, he's going down the alleyways trying to get away from a million cops. He's never going to get out. <laughs> this must be Alley Alley. Have you ever been to Alley Alley? It's just alleys. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. There's the alley cat. This is meow, all meow. New York State where he grew up. Oh. Look out, truck coming through. Now, what a badass he was. I mean, he's doing all his own stunts. He's dri- he, The driver you're seeing right now is H.B. Halicki. Yeah, uh... That's amazing. So he's not shooting it, but the shot is amazing because this is practical. So he must have hung the camera somewhere or had the cameraman like in between the alley getting these shots. It says Hilly of San Francisco. Up 400, 399, <laughs> 398. 396. Up, you're down to 396 cars, sir. 
torrents. Torrents of rain plowing down. It's Torrance, California. Now we have a little, like, gag. Remember, like, there were all those gags in his other films? Right. To alleviate the horror of the film, they threw in some humor. So he helps that guy up, then he disappears, and then the mailman's going to deliver his mail. I don't know. It's funny. Look at this. It's all blocked off. So he simply goes where they didn't block off. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They would have well, blocked it all off. They right? didn't expect the truck to go up that hill, right? Well... The truck will have a problem with that hill, but you're right. Up oh, here is the go. problem. Ba, 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 ba. The little truck that Come on, Haliki. I think it's I like can. he's doing a good poop. All right, let's go to the water tower. Too soon. That's at the end of the movie. Nope, you can't Carl, go to the water tower yet. It's too soon, Carl, to make jokes about the water tower because it's at the end of the movie. Yeah, you can't make jokes about either towers. The, the twin towers or the water tower. Both are too soon. Wow, that felt Okay, so he made it. Oh, my Whoa, God. Whoa, look out. You're down to 495, sir. I hope, I hope that rolling cop car hits the Joker dancing <laughs> on the staircase. That's, that's a rolling gag through the film. Uh, next time, I'll take the elevator. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh, so th does this movie show fatality of cops, or do, do the cops always come out unscathed? The cops always make it. Yeah. Oh, taxi. Now we're here. We'll have another gag. It looks like uh Here's oh. your mail. Huh. Overdue. Here's gone in 60 seconds footage. Things are rough. I just got a letter, a rejection letter for a People magazine subscription. <laughs> I think that has to be What? Too. Penthouse Forum rejected my letter. <laughs> They've been closed for 20, 30 years. They must be a joke about getting a, a rejection letter from the New Yorker subscription. There must be. Yeah. Now, every time they go to the dispatch, they say, the truck is doing this, the truck is doing that. And sometimes they say, like, stuff they couldn't know. It's a little dumb. Well, I mean, let's assume these cops are in, are in hot pursuit as well as communicating constantly about what's, you know, details. And then she regurgitates it to back. Torrance. Roadblock in place. I don't need no stinking roadblock. We don't need no stinking roadblock. Hi, uh, how uh, are you? I'm not doing the symbol. I'm doing the get out of the way hand motion. Right? Um, you wanted me to pull my horn, right? Right, that's why you were waving your hands back and forth. <laughs> Get back! Oh. Hey, keep not tr on trucking. Keep off trucking. Now, nobody came near to dying like in Gone in 60 Seconds 1, but except for him. Were, were there, they weren't fatalities in the other three productions. In Gone in 60 Seconds, there weren't fatalities. There were like a lots of near fatalities. Huh. I even showed you one when we watched it. This yeah. guy hopped out of the way, and you could see he just escaped. That was crazy. Well, also one of the big stunts in the first movie, and it's repeated to the other two, is one that he got seriously injured. And the way it's presented, it's like in slow motion. You can hear him go, ouch. <laughs> he had to walk with, the, with a limp. You know, he walked away from that stunt with a limp for life. He has a car collection. 
he has yeah. this memorabilia collection and he's really good with the camera and and he's a stunt guy he just loves playing with his toys and he makes yep. these, these joyful movies of just carnage and they're not stupid carl you know like a lot of times you want to see stupid stuff but the movie is just you know stupid because it's lazy it's just just you know and you know everyone's serious there's some gravitas a little and then there's just outrageous shit like this it is a lot of vroom vroom though here i'll play the audio here at uh what? How did you know that? What yeah, you... how did you know that? Now look, things will explode. When he hits them, he's got little bombs in them. It doesn't make any sense. And fuck? some will explode before he hits them. Okay, let's see if we get... Yeah. You gotta love the guy. I'm sure that he was a real jerk in person. But Why would you say that? He's a badass. I think he had a lot of toys. You know, one of the great things about the Junkman is that the Junkman was like a Sanford son, but, you know, mechanic who had a lot of weird stuff in his office. And then the the credits were handmade. The opening yeah. credits was like H.B. Hlicky Holding Company Limited presents the Junkman. And every title card was like some kind of knickknack you would find in a mechanic's uh the Junkman had great opening credits and great ending credits, and it was like his toys. Oh my God! Does and girls around his toys. The end credits are beautiful because it was like laminated. The the credits were like laminated details on the cars. Yup. Yeah. Now, right now, in the school bus, he goes. The cops were like, "Look out! There's a school bus, and it's full of children." They couldn't have known that. <laughs> well, maybe one of their kids was texting him. Okay, now we're getting near the scene in which the real-life H.B. Hillicky will die. Okay, so heads up, warning. If you don't want to watch well, it, you don't have to. there's no need for a warning if you didn't know. If you were watching this, you wouldn't know that. But you if you listen to, to our show, we've been talking about this is where he dies. So we're coming <laughs> yeah, up to Yeah, you're it. right. Look at the zebra stripes. They're like, citizens, you are in a high-case area. Evacuate. A <laughs> cop's uh, cop language. Him and Horshack are looking at the uh, cop rule <laughs> rule book. Look out! That's he, oh, you're down to two hundred cars, Mister Halicki. See the explosion? Yeah. And he put a charge in there. It looks like he also had a couple of watermelons in the trunk. Yeah. There's the tower. See the tower? Yeah. All right. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. But that's not true on this day. Did you get my birthday card where I said, Happy birthday, Carl. Today is the birthday of... And many more. Today is the birthday of the first day of your life. Wait, today is the birthday of your life. Today is the birthday of the rest of your... Okay, now he's going to hit the tower. You see that? That's the tower. Yes. Everybody else got out of the way. He was the only one. This is this nobody is, had an injury or something. His wife uh, edited this after he passed away, right? It was possible. That's right. In 2003, she did it on DVD, and that was right after. Um, I'm sure that some of the money from Gone in 60 Seconds with Nick Cage paid for this. It must be really hard to edit this footage 
knowing that this is when your husband passed away. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm going to prepare to apprehend suspect. Thank you, civilian. I mean, civilian <laughs> pretending to be cop. Smokey and the bandit becomes the cop. None of the cop cars matches or just whatever's in his garage. Matchbox cars. Here we go now. Is that the same radio station that had a helicopter? No, that's Maybe. the cops. Remember that? Yeah. They were in L.A. in the first movie, though. This is New York. It says Torrance. Now, look. He ties up the steering wheel so it stays straight, and he hops on the, the cop's chopper. Oh, by the way, it's Fleet Week here in San Francisco. Terrific. Okay, now the truck is driving with no driver and will crash into the water tower. And that's really H.B. Hillicky in real life hanging off of that. That's such a crazy shot. I know. Whoa. So okay, Mike, this, this is truck? it, and I'm All sorry. Right. It's been great knowing you. Yeah. Here, I'll put Okay, that. tell my wife I love her, but not to her face. Okay, write <laughs> it in a note. The forge your signature? Okay, here we go. See that? Yeah. That see that? What you're seeing right now that he's under that. Can you believe that? It's so nuts. And she edited this uh, to continue the story. Well, I mean, I don't know, man, because it really didn't. I mean, we don't know the plot. There's a plot to this film, and we never learn it. All we see is two chase scenes. Right. Um, he played master car thief Colt, who goes after 60 lethal ladies who killed a fellow car thief with the help of a computer guru, Alaska Wells, played by Hillicky's wife. <laughs> then there's another report that says Mandarin Pace is, un is employed by a band of thieves to steal a secret car from a warehouse, but the police are determined not to let him retrieve it. And then there's a third write-up of what the script was. The basic premise is that Halicki's character cult, a master car thief, must steal 60 exotic cars from around the world and avenge his friend's death, who was also a car thief. So we'll see none of that. Oh, here we go. The now we have scene. a bit. These guys are like, life is good, isn't it, man? You should listen. Eleanor's really going to do it to him. What do you say, Freddy? Is Eleanor going to do it? Well, here comes Smokey. Look at their bad acting. Wait till. Yeah, here. Look at their bad acting. Uh, hey. This is Casio Tune Default 4. Now, the helicopter will take him over this warehouse where he's supposed to steal a car called the Slicer. And he is successful to do that. And then the cops will chase the Slicer. And that's the new footage. Yeah, H.B. Hillicky's wife did this six years after uh, he died. So we're talking about 92 or three. 
Yeah, K9. Talk your guns when you get Did out. Did you see that? The car said K9 on it. She comes out with a fucking shotgun. No, K9 is the dog. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought I said K9. Oh, here's another cop car. Oh, Commander. Oh, I'm in charge now. You'll hear him say it. I'm the boss. I'll prove it. Look at my car. It says Commander on it. It has a little police badge on it. Here, listen, are you listening? Are you listening? Yes, sir. I'm in charge now. Follow me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, are you in charge? Bastard. Yeah. Well, that's history. I'm in charge now. The guy's like, whatever. Yeah. Welcome to community theater. Run. Free barbecue afterwards. Free barbecue? All I have to do is act? I'm so there. <laughs> I now think here we, comes the slicer. The slicer. Now you see, are you it's sure it's shaped. a slicer? It's pyramid kind of shape. Right. That's how we can flip. Are you? Sh now look, they set up a trap for him, but he will break through the trap, of course. Of course, the slicer. And I know it's a slicer because it says the slicer on it. Yeah, it says the slicer. Oh no, not Now it's of course not H.B. Halicki, which is the only sucky thing, you know, because he was the badass who always did the driving. Right. But it's supposed to be Mandarin Slice, right? The most... No, it's Mandarin Cake. Mandarin Slice, the most deadliest of the <laughs> Slice flavors. Move over, Cherry so Slice. So he wrote this, um... See, Denise has ex-wife was like this um executive for new world pictures and so she helped write the script his brother ronald right helped write the script but then this guy named ronald moore was also helping the script and he went on to do the star trek movie and, and other things television and film you know right but they would fight and he got fired in dunkirk new york because they would fight over the script so after Halicki died, he had the nerve to say that his death was karma for being such a jerk to everybody. So he, you're saying he might have been a jerk and no one deserves to die. I'm saying what? You had mentioned earlier that you said even though the guy's a jerk, uh, could be a jerk, uh, he, these are crazy stunts. Look at the slicer. Uh-oh, that truck is going to get sliced in half. Oh no, look at that tomato. He went right under the truck. I guess it's low to the ground, of course. Cuts through a cop car like this and slices a tomato? Now, there's no reason for that car to have crashed Lamoda. into the... Sheriff. You see the uh -oh. car going backwards? Are we counting motorcycles? Oh, this is posthumous footage. I, I can Slice. only imagine. They only mentioned cars, but that must be Halicki's motorcycles. He's not going to really wreck up somebody else's. Right. They were just all lined up for the slicer. Look at the slicer. That's the only acting job I want, Carlos, to drive the slicer. You know, um, you see these demolition derbies and, and like, um, like when you go to Florida, okay, they're going to run away now. We're ending our bit. It's okay. so halicky to do this. What in the hell was that? I never seen that like that. I'm acting. We're out of it. We are out of Okay, guys, you got to be out of here. Ego. Uh, we are out of here. <laughs>
Well, right. Get the beer. So we've seen characters like this in his previous movies. There was a bunch of just guys smoking pot in the backseat of their friend's car. And it was all throughout Gone in 60 Seconds, that kind of little little bit. Yeah. But then this, I think the junk man had a different, like, just kids in cars, fuck, you know, and they nearly get The junk man had that, too. And remember, they weren't African-American. They were Hispanic. Comic relief. But so that... pretty much you're seeing more of the same, and that's what you're going to see until this thing ends. You're going to see the slicer slicing. So it's not really an official movie. You know, you've got pretty much 10 more minutes of slicer right now. Did you have to – are we watching this because we are both completists and we since we've seen the trilogy? You know, this phone at Mutiny Radio is horrible. I'm having pre-pandemic flashbacks of can't even hear you. Oh you, well, I'm not even. Your, I took my mask co- off. Can what? you? I said I took my mask off too. So do you? Uh, yeah. Are we watching this because we're completists? Because we've already seen the other three movies, and so we have to see the last thirty minutes that were shot for this the sequel. I I would say no, Mike, because we watched the the trilogy to be completed right and then we were going to watch it and we said oh it's only 37 minutes right and then we said if we do a mutiny radio festival so we're completing it now but we might not have right right that's true we wouldn't have used it anyway yeah we would we're hoping that danny detsy comes into the studio today he is performing uh, a part of the festival right now competing against our live show uh, there's a live show at the Atlas Cafe, which is a couple of blocks from here, uh, here in the Mission District of San Francisco. So if you want to go see a live show, you can go head out there. Plenty of stuff, muniradio.fm. I got a new T-shirt, Carl. New a Muni new Radio. T-shirt, do tell. It's good. It has that little skeleton guy. Uh, Muni Radio T-shirt, the one you're wearing right now, I see. Okay. Yeah, well, this one's for 2020. And, I, Mike, I think it's – what's the name of the venue? Because I think it's pronounced Kathy. Kathy? Oh, it's Atlas Kathy? Yeah, the Atlas Kathy gotcha. in uh, San Francisco. Oh, my God, in look the at mission, all this the traffic. Heart of the There's so you many know, cars I love San Francisco, but I hate Ashbury. You hate Ashbury? Whoa. Look at that slicer, they're all saying. Really? It's a perfect H.B. Halicki little bit. He has right. kids going, slicer. Even the kids know. There's Brooks Drugs. Brooks and uh, who was the other guy that Brooks uh, used to play music with? Dunn, Brooks and Dunn, drugs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Look at the explosions; they're so fake. That guy was in the original. Yeah, I remember him. There's so many cop cars, so many cars on the road. Uh oh, look, he's just throwing shit out on the street. Now he did have permits. That's good. Yeah, well, good. At this point, you're gonna have to. Well, no, do remember in Gone in 60 Seconds 1 in Los Angeles, there were no permits, and but, people thought they were real car chases. Right, every time. yeah, he had the, the footage, too, of people on the sidewalk. Like. But this... this <laughs> Run! How did, is, he, is he blowing up explosives on the street because he's hitting the triangle button or the X button I, or yeah, the A I button? I don't know why we see random explosions. That's a TV on the street. Stop, stop! Stop! Now this is irrelevant. There's no reason why this thing would 
he's it's not part of nobody's chasing him. Right. Uh-oh. Here's the slicer. Gone. Gone Whoa, in six look seconds. At that. And see the explosions <laughs> that go off in the car? Dumb. Look out. He's going out to the parking meter. It must be Halloween. Whoa. Trick or treat. Now, this is there's no reason why this guy would be speeding and knock and crashing into people. He's just a regular working stiff. You can't slice all those cars. And still slice the tomato. Just take the middle of the road. Amazing, Look, the we thing. have a street. You drive on the street. Look at all the parked yeah. cars, too. I mean, what is this, Manhattan? No, no parking between four and seven. Yeah, there's only 20 cars flip. parked. Oh. Ha, 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 I guess. Can the slicer take on a pink cement cement mixer? This week on YouTube. Hi, welcome to the Slicer channel. Don't forget to like and uh, click uh, yeah, subscribe. <laughs> Look, it falls on its side. Now, right. why? What is it? Boom. Fatality. And why would the cars be crashing into it? The mic, the mic on the table is yours. You know, maybe that is just footage from Gone in 60 Seconds. We are, and this guy isn't having a new appearance. Danny's in studio. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Danny Detsy, we're, we're doing a, uh, a video record as Masked well. up. For, for our regular stuff. But right now, we were watching the last couple minutes of Gone in 60 Seconds 2, the unfinished sequel to the 70s film. Right now, the, uh -oh. the slicer is going around Torrance, California, smashing up parked cars. New York. It's not New York. It's Torrance. Torrance, New York. Where you can tell from the New York sunshine. Okay, so yeah, they're in New York, and so this is the rest of the movie. And then we're gonna be watching. Uh, there's a uh, the mic that's on the the blue. Yeah, you can put it on the stand too if you want. Yeah, bring it. Come on up here. Maybe we could try that one too if you want. All right. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Let's see. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear Danny? Hello. Absolutely. Oh, hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. How are you? Hey, so, what's going on? Good, good. Uh, you're watching this movie you're watching here. <laughs> yeah, we're slicing right now. Yeah. Can cool you cars. see it? I hope you see the film. Do you see? I'm trying to set up our video so you can see Danny or uh, at least Danny. Oh, there he is. Oh. Let's all right, see, right, cool. Right. That's what. All right, closer. well, whatever. Cool. That's a cool. Oh, slicer. Oh yeah, that's the car they use over at the subways, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. For all the cold cuts. If you're <laughs> a doesn't just flip cars. If you work there for fifty years, you get and retire as a sandwich barista. They give you a retirement slicer. Wow. Okay, these cars are gone. These motorcycles are gone. That's right. Right, all yeah, the people climbing cars. Okay. So the cops so dead? They go and try they pull out the cops and then they take their wallet. <laughs> hey, what? BJ and the bear. Wow, a lot of jumping cars, whether it's a motorcycle or just a pedestrian. Uh, it's slice there's a slicer again. Wow. Wow, got food truck going. So we can rash. 
so this, there's no music playing, right? It's just right. Uh, it's just the sound of slice. Slice. Does the car when they slice go? Shh. Yeah. Now we're getting near the end now. Let's see, Slicer. <laughs> All the kids love it. Wow. It says Slicer <laughs> on it, so that's probably what they're reading. <laughs> Yeah, and look at all those cars. Uh, you know, nowadays you can't, they all look the same. Those days you can just see, you know, they're all, you know, different. Uh, just, Slicer! Uh, HB <laughs> oh, yeah, everyone remembers HB Toby. What? Yeah, Toby yes. was a nickname. Oh, everyone HB Holicky was his name. Crash King. Okay. Actually, there's a, a picture for the Giants in the 70s. His name was, uh, I think, Ed Holicky, I think, if I remember. Probably Danny, this guy was gone in 60 seconds. That's to his claim to fame. To all the wonderful crew gone in 60 seconds, to friends and family who helped make Toby's dream come true. We had watched his previous three movies. This is the film where he died in a, in a stunt. But he died oh, in this film, really? yeah, yeah, in a stunt. His wife released uh, this footage at uh, around 22, so, uh, 2002. So, was was it the slicer that did him in? Or, uh, okay. <laughs> no. He was being a wiseacre, right? He had a sandwich. He's like, can you slice this sandwich for me? And he didn't get the guy was in the way. Oh, there's also Denise Haliki in there, too. Yeah, she, well, she directed a scene we just uh, with the slicer. Uh-huh. All right, uh, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? Um, I thought it was not a movie. It was just two scenes <laughs> of, you know... Okay, well, I think it's really promising. It's sad that he died because... I would have liked to see this movie. It seemed like it was it's the same theme, but as kind of a 60 seconds, but international and with ladies and uh, a lot more damage. And Slicer is pretty cool toy because you can smash shit up without people driving, right? They're all parked. You can smash up your, your toy collection without trying to get someone injured. It's a car flipper. Yeah, huh. it, it delivers. Yeah, the car crash king. You must have a lot. Of, uh, you gotta be pretty uh, wealthy to be a car crash king. <clears throat> uh, yeah, mean, that's yeah. the thing about the other movies. There is a huge collection. I mean, you can't. It's no fun if you only have like maybe two cars. That's not gonna do it. <clears throat> Danny, yeah, from the from the two seconds you've seen in the the last seconds of this film, what you think? Uh, yeah, it's good. A lot of car crashing, which is always fun and entertaining. Um, yeah, you don't see that on stage. You can't see it on stage. That's you can't see it on stage. <laughs> only right. in the theater. It's <laughs> adequate. Entertainment. <laughs> Speaking of that's adequate entertainment, Carl, we have Danny in the studio. We're going to watch another full-length movie uh, here of part of the festival. What movie do you, are we watching to, uh, right now? Okay, while you adjust the stream yard so that we can see more than the tips of your head, I will let you know that we are watching That's Adequate, 1989. That's Adequate, 1989. That's what you put in the YouTube search okay. engine. The channel we like is KF. Uh, all right, so go ahead and type in That's Adequate, and it will pop up. It's a popular request with the 1989. Click it, and KF uh, Kong, who just posted it recently, like last year, uh, has it. So go ahead and click the link and hit pause, move it to 000. Danny Detsy just performed at the Atlas Cafe as part of the festival. Uh, is it, yeah. we're, we're upside down. Okay, oh, there we go. Small screen. Yeah, hi. Uh, where, where am I? Oh, One I more rotation. There. It's cool. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're oh, there's Carl. Looking lovely as always. Yeah. 
Now, is it pronounced Atlas Cafe or Atlas oh. Atle Cafe? Was it? Oh yeah, the, the Atlas Atle Cafe. Cafe. Yeah, only a block away from here. I just performed there. I did did my set. That was fun. Yeah, a good good crowd. It was a the, one of the first shows of the uh, today's the first day of the uh, Mutiny Radio uh, Comedy Festival. Terrific! And this was in their uh, back patio. Uh, it's outside, actually. It was yeah. outside the the door. Yeah, they have a patio, um, but yeah, there was uh, no, not there. It was uh, outside on the sidewalk. Oh, outside the sidewalk. Oh, terrific! Yeah, oh, that's that's mm-hmm. stone stuff from the studio too. So we're we're glad to have you uh, come here. Uh, Carl wanted to come to San Francisco. Yeah. He loves everything about San Francisco, Danny, except oh. he hates Ashbury. Oh, really? They hate Ashbury? I, I hate Ashbury. Oh, oh, you mean the hate and the Ashbury, or just the Ashbury part of it? Well, I love San Francisco, but I hate Ashbury. And may I ask why? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the two names of the street. It's the famous neighborhoods. You know, hate Ashbury. The Grateful Dead were there. It's a pun. It's a joke. Oh, so oh. you so you actually H A T E Ashbury, but it's not oh. that you H A I A I G H T Ashbury. Okay, never mind. Listen, oh. we're gonna play. Oh, so you, the, I assume that Danny will be our countdown. Oh, yeah. now I get it. Hate so you so you went like you went hippie on Ashbury. That's what you went. It's, that was a long time ago though, when you, the hippie stuff. Do people know what hippies are? I don't. Just, uh, uh, I don't know if they know where hippies are. <laughs> yeah. God, I don't know how to do this phone anymore. We certainly oh, it, do. It's okay, I guess. We were just kids, but we saw them. Great, See? Mike. Great shot of the... Oh, goodbye. Wait, goodbye, I'm going to try again. I'm trying again. I'm trying again. <laughs> He's off the dream yard. Listen, oh, well, can hope... we watch this movie? Okay. All right. So, Laser, we're really excited to... Uh... Wait a minute. Carl, I think I'm off the stream. We are really line. excited oh. to. Uh... Oh, I was trying to get my phone to work at the same time. Okay, uh, really excited to have Danny Dutchy here to do the Celebrity Comedian Countdown for our second film here at Mini Radio Studios. Uh, it's called That's Adequate. Danny, are you ready to do the countdown? Uh, yes, let's All do right. the countdown. It's, it's, it's from 10, right? 10 it's, and down. It's from 30. Oh, okay, 30. Okay, great. That's uh, okay. It'll be a little longer then. Okay, yeah. And okay. Just let me know when. I guess. Okay. So go ahead and do it, starting from three, uh, and we will click go when uh, uh, you hear Danny says play. Okay. Go. Uh, go okay. ahead. All right. Thir- thirty. Uh, Twenty-nine. No, go ahead. And do t- you can <laughs> no, do <what>? three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now look, oh. Danny, do it. Take three, two. Oh, all right. One. Three, go. two, one. Action. Terrific. Just Sounds as good great. as Paul Brumbaugh. So I, I can't get I can't get back into the stream yard, Carl. Yes, you can. I did. I clicked the link and it gives me to a blank template. I'll resend you. Tony the Randall, James. Okay. Randall, a lot of big names. A lot of big names. Jerry, Jerry Stiller, he gets wow. his own card, and his wife and Stiller in a separate card. What kind of movie is it? Wow. Okay, these people. Now you know Jimmy those Stiller. those that's entertainment movies, right? There was that's entertainment, that's yeah. entertainment two, that's uh-huh. entertainment three. Oh, Professor Erwin Corey and Brother Theodore, I think are in both. Yeah, he is great, Professor Robert Erwin Downey Corey. Jr. All these names. Wow. Richard Lewis. But how's Brother Theodore? Can you tell them apart? 
Peter Rieger. We seen Peter Rieger in that movies, movies, uh, uh, National Lampoon Ghost in the Movies film. Robert Vaughn. You know what? I think this movie is just a just a list of names, people's famous people's names, and, and that's it. So and it's it's just gonna be that for another Joe Franklin. two hours, I guess. Joe Franklin is on this. Joe Franklin. How do these people get? Do these people know that they were on oh, there? Oh, I see. What I Rita Rudner, she's a comedian. And, uh, Sinbad and Rick Overton is also. Uh, Rick Overton, yeah. So it's young Rick Overton without the beard, right? This uh-huh. is where he had that like kind of yeah. young doughy face, kind of like a, a rich hall looking. Yeah, I saw my Seinfeld. Yeah, Rick Overton. He was oh, Tony Randall. There he is. Serious. Looks, uh, is that his actual home? The film you are about to see celebrates the yeah. 60-year history of a lesser-known studio, Adequate Pictures. So this is a documentary, and it's a mockumentary, of course, because there isn't a real thing, Adequate fi- Pictures. Right. But we're going to go through the history of, like, a B-movie comp- um, a B-movie uh, uh, studio. But, but the joke is that the studio is called Adequate. There was That's Entertainment movies uh, like uh, called That's Entertainment 1, 2, and 3. So this is Adequate Studio, so it's That's Adequate. Oh, here we go. Joe Franklin up front. Get the stars up front. James now, he will be the anchor of the documentary. It will be Roblin, uh, who's the, the head of the studio, sitting there talking about the history of his studio. Oh, so the whole movie is a jo- is an interview for uh, Joe Franklin? Kind of. It's an it's a documentary that's anchored by going back to the interview all the time. Oh, uh, well, you know, Pootie Tang was an interview on Bob Costas' show. Pootie Tang talked about his new movie and it winds up showing the entire film. Suicide Act. Huh. That was my punk band. Oh, lions, I guess putting your head on the lion's head or something. Why they actually uh, uh, advertise it as suicide act? Okay, I know. Why does so a suicide act get stopped? He though? starts out as a circus um, owner, and to fund <laughs> the venture to become a filmmaker, he takes out an insurance policy on his trapeze guy, and then basically sets him up to die so he can collect the insurance money and launch his film venture, his studio venture. Oh, yeah, that's now there are lions to, below. Oh. Oh, that's what happened to Robin's uh, parents, uh, the Grayson's parents. That's true. But a criminal shot the rope uh-huh. that caused his parents to die or something. Oh, and a, I, I saw that. The lion ate him. I saw that. So we just witnessed stock footage, stock footage, shots <laughs> of, of Coco, stock footage. His, the, the, the logo of the company is, if it's appealing, it's worth stealing. Uh, you're quite the expert on these uh, films, huh, uh, Carl? <clears throat> it's um... well, just on the films that I researched to get ready for this show, <laughs> and I didn't have a lot of time. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, this is the Slut of the South. It's Slut? uh, it's a uh, silent film and the first film of of Roebling's uh, Adequate Pictures. Uh huh. Well, I guess with the title of Slut of the South, you don't really need much uh, dialogue. <clears throat> Correctamundo. Oh, this is great. So is there a piano player playing right now? 
Right. Slut of the South. So we've been watching a lot of parody movies, which is like a bunch of sketches, sketch comedy. And it's a theatrically released film at a theatrically released film's length. So this one is actually shorter than normal. And I don't think it ever played in the theater. This was basically a VC, uh, VHS video store shelf stable. Mm -hmm. huh. You know, like you would see in comedy, that's adequate. Or maybe under cult, that's adequate. Or, you know, under documentary. Lots of stars. Yeah. I wonder if they got paid so it for it sells this. itself yeah. on the box. Right. Now, in this one, it's like Lawrence of Arabia kind of thing. But the lead actor dies halfway through the film. So to save budget, they just use his dead body. <laughs> That's which we're watching right now. I could tell. I could tell the difference. It's a good actor if you could tell the difference. It's Weekend at Bernie's. I owe you my life. How can I ever repay you? She's got to kiss the a corpse. Kiss. Yeah, kiss it first. But yeah, later on. Hey, look, we're the. Uh, what do call those? Uh, Oasis. Yeah, that's right. Oh, she's can't kiss him. Oh. And this is the actress today talking about her experience. Uh huh. They were. Uh... They kept him on ice, but it was very hot where we were filming. They had trouble keeping the flies away. <laughs> For a dead man, I think he did a pretty good job. So this is oh. good stand. This is good sketch comedy. You know, like this movie hits or misses. Sometimes you are laughing, but most of the time you're not. But he's got the uh, double tie. That was popular in Back to the Future too. In the future, double tie. Yeah, oh look, he, he he it's like two wide ends. Maybe he has two ties, or let's say it's a cravat. Oh. Oh, it changes scenery. Is that now, here's the Buster Keaton try. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh, that one where he's in the frozen north. Isn't that Charlie Chaplin? I think it's, yeah, Buster Keaton. Oh, maybe, it, maybe it's, yeah, it's a Charlie Chaplin. Uh, but he's not oh, oh, you mean off. the guy behind so, him? Oh. He's not dressed as Charlie Chaplin, though. So now it's like they're starving. So he's thinking, what can he do, you know, so that he's they're not starving? So he will kill the kid and eat him. Oh, thanks for ruining this. Yeah. No, in the, but in the original Charlie Chaplin, he eats the candle, right? He eats the shoe. But he, do, he doesn't do it in front of a person. It's oh. lonesome. This is like a comedic uh, a Donner Party thing, going on, a miniature. <laughs> Here it comes. He's got an idea. <laughs> this is back when eating children was uh, politically correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a Yeah, can't even think about that nowadays, I guess. So. Right. You'd have to talk to Billy the actor, yeah. his parents. So where's the kid? Did he already eat him? They didn't show it, right? Yeah, yeah. yep. Now we have Professor Irwin Corey who we love. Oh yeah. All right, we'll crank him up. This guy. I'm supposed to get my medicine now. But anyway, I'm going to tell you. It's fun to be here at this sanitarium because at this sanitarium <laughs> they show us all the movies that i i directed 
I invented everything that was ever used in motion pictures. I was the first one to put the lens in. I was the first one to make the, the fade out. It's true. I was very sick and I was falling asleep like that, you know. And I figured to myself, this is a fade out. You close your <laughs> eyes for three seconds and that's he it. He invented everything uh -huh. in movie. The great thing was, like, the, the camera was running at the time, but he, he was prepping for the take. <laughs> so it wasn't even the first take. <laughs> now, is we it, saw him in Foreplay. Foreplay, he was hysterical. And then didn't we he see him in great another in movie? That. I think he showed up. In Chatterbox. Chatterbox, that's right. Yeah, he was on television at the uh, in Chatterbox. Yeah, Irma back Corey to Tony Randall, our brothers. narrator. Have you guys ever seen uh, Will Success Kill Rock Hunter? Or he was in a bunch of films, like, uh, he was just really good in it. I think that was him. Maybe we should check out a film of, or two of his, you know? Yeah, like absolutely. Free Odd Couple. Yeah, he's done some really weird films. Children's films, you know, comedies. Yeah, it was a big film, yeah. That's all right for your generation, Daddy. Ooh, but that. I want to mm -hmm. sing them songs with a soul. Oh, he's a white face. It's a take under the Chad singer. Huh. Yeah, this was before our more woke world. No, this is funny. There this will is... be the uh -huh. N word in this film. So there will be lots of stereotyping in this film. People will say, like, what was the first talkie? And they'll say, like, oh, it was a jazz singer. But the jazz singer was about, like, this Jewish kid whose uh, father was a rabbi who's getting ready to be a cantor. He doesn't want to be a cantor. He wants to be, do minstrel shows where he puts on blackface. And, you know, you haven't seen nothing yet. And so congratulations. That's the first talkie, America. But <laughs> it was weird. So this was a parody of it where he uh -huh. actually wants to be a, a cantor and he, he's in whiteface. So yeah. it's, a, it's a parody of the film. <laughs> okay, now turn this up because it's really... Boom, boom, manifesto. That's Mr. Izzy the I'm sorry, it's the wrong scene. I'm sorry. There's another scene in which... Yeah, okay, turn it up, turn it up. Mr. Hollywood like Jerry Lewis picture here. himself. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you all. We Hawkins jerseys. And you're all welcome to see. I don't have to say it. You know the title, right? Get inside. They're going inside now. Well, it's great because he starts by addressing the crowd and then he gets distracted by his, like, bossiness. Right. And he goes, come on, get inside, come on. And he just drops the speech. Was that, uh, that was supposed to be Jerry Lewis? I don't think so. So, I don't know. Cents, like bit, and that but, comes yeah. with two pieces of your choice of bread, either white or rye. That spoiled everything. As soon as people started to talk. Oh, Irwin. Do you want me to play him? He's claiming that talkies destroyed movies. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you talk. No, it didn't sound good. <clears throat> okay, well. <laughs> My favorite are, are you watch the talkies and they're like, Radio Pictures presents... A radio picture. <laughs> yeah, like on Looney Tunes, you see a amazing pictures. If it's good, it's amazing. <laughs> I always like how Looney Tunes and Mary Melodies uh, has a two awards, right? They have like a statue and they have like a union looking label that's uh, on every like Bugs Bunny cartoon from the 40s. 
Okay, Mike, wait. You're going to hate this scene. I, I love it, and you're going to hate it. So it's the Marx Brothers assaulting yeah. a wolf? Yeah, that's what well, uh, yeah. They're chasing those me, things, that's what happened, yeah. and there I am running back and forth and you see the front of me and you see the back of me and just everything and then finally well you saw it and they run me into the closet and that one brother <laughs> and the, the horn well that really was i mean what oh. that man did with that horn oh and there i was in the closet why don't you see what you do with that horn <laughs> <laughs> Is that so Harfo is the, the <laughs> So a la Roger Corman, like every film that comes out, they like do a parody. This one is about a talking gorilla. Uh-huh. And he saves the day. It's like a hero, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, he's just throws banana peels and makes all the horses slip and fall. Why is the and talking gorilla oh, oh, sorry? <laughs> no, and that's how they won the war. It's uh, with banana peels. Oh yeah, they would slip. Yeah. So By the way, do you know that the uh, slippers are made out of banana peels? Why is the gorilla fighting uh, cowboys and Indians? <laughs> An animated deer. Yeah, well, that, what he's doing right now is he's trying to get people to come and rally to help <laughs> the white people because they got kidnapped by the Indians, and everyone's like, uh, "No, uh, they put my they put my daughter in a zoo." Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I hate the honkies. So th this is one of those comedy parody movies that is good. You will laugh. Like, I laughed during this part. I thought that was Martin Short, by the way. It's not. Yeah. Uh, the Three Stooges uh, parody. Impression. The first door on the right. All right, fellas. Let's go to work. Yeah, I know. Violence is always funny, don't you think? <laughs> now it's going to get really bloody. Oops. Okay. Ah, that's a bit too far. We went a bit too far there. Okay. And they say, like, because okay. of the bloody nature, they only made one film. <laughs> he didn't know the name The block there. The eye block. That's what happens when you don't do that. Boy, I tell you, Mutiny Radio just does not have a good phone. I just you can't hear anything. I can't hear you guys lots of times. No? Oh, oh okay. Well, well when you hear the playback, it's going to be great. Uh, so now there are newsreels. Well, listen, Carl, the show is, we're, we're still happy, but we're almost there. We're in the 1940s, right? Um, This film will go in a chronological order, yes. All right. Uh, and right now they're sort of doing parodies on McCarthy. Oh, so 50s. Uh, okay, so... Oh, the gorilla drops those bombs? Is that what's going on? No. No, we're oh, way past up. the gorilla okay. now. <laughs> what happened it, to the it, gorilla? It, Did he <laughs> help the dinosaur and the animated deer? Look, he's doing a, new, a news broadcast, right? Hello, and basically, is. it's fraud. He's pretending that he's there at Pearl Harbor. The and so they're calling him in front of a congressional committee. You know, to, He's a fraud. Right. He's fish burgering the whole thing. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. So he's a reporter because he got that Hindenburg. Uh huh. Oh, is that what happened at, at uh, You know, Hiroshima? that's not funny. My father was on that Hindenburg. Oh. Your father was on the Hindenburg? Yeah, he had a ticket and everything. There he is. Oh, oh. Dad. And what's the little thing? Oh, the humanity. <clears throat> I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, it's ironic. My father's name is Ash. That, oh. That's um, Chuck McCann, by the way. Chuck uh-huh. McCann for Far Out Space Nuts and tons yeah. of hundreds of stuff. Projectionists. And, uh, and he, he escaped to Russia? Is that what happened there? Is this, he was he's a reporter pre- who escaped to, to Russia. He's Stalin right now. Oh, okay. And oh, now, yeah. oh, now he's over. That's why they're a fraud. Look, it was you, Chuck McCann. You weren't <laughs> interviewing the president of the United States. Uh-huh. So he he originated uh, Fox News, I guess. or something. It's, it's yeah. an extreme Fox News. <clears throat> now, this is a little funny because he's speaking this way and then he'll change. Once again, it's Chuck McCann. Go ahead and put the sound up for this guy. And I walk along and I walk for 50 miles. And sometimes I walk right into one of your adequate film houses. And I sit down and I have a popcorn and eat that and realize I have broken Did my he, Is he brown face, Carl? I can't tell from oh this. Dear. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. From my country to you. Mm. I don't th- oh, is that it? Doesn't seem like okay, he's been Brett. fasting. Listen, you know, wrap so. that up. Hey, uh, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Great. Hmm. Good. Okay. I gotta oh, get yeah. the shit off. Uh, uh, yeah. You get the fat pad ready. I gotta. So they're exposing him as a fraud because they had. War against Japan and Germany. All the the footage there. Now, like, I just feel like if you if you're going to the theater to see a sketch comedy show, the movie. Like it needs to have something compelling to hold all the way through, and this film's alright because the, the the parodies are, are a little sharper than usual. So, in a desperate attempt to get funding, they have Hitler fund the adequate films. He's there's going to be a uh, a film about Hitler as a boy. Did you know how they greeted him on the the new boss on the first day of work? No. They said, hi, Hitler. <laughs> now, this is um, Robert Vaughn, who we know from Superman 3. Right. <laughs> himself made the announcement in a rare English language speech. Kind of ballsy by Hitler. All as he is, I have seen hundreds of motion pictures. Hmm. Oh, you're Produced by the world's major studios. But of all those films, Favorites have been adequate. Adequate. When I was a young man in Berlin. That's how you know those are the oh, real players in his yeah. his cabinet. What's the word? Yeah, the Society of Evil. I, I guess. Looks yeah, like. his board of directors right. of evil. Legion of Evil. So they're intercutting real Hitler audience with. That's the real Hitler. And now they cut back to Robert Vaughn. <laughs> Listen, we're making a comedy. Do you have any Hitler footage? Yeah. Hang on. I'm surprised all these uh, well-known uh, celebrities uh, are in this movie. It's, uh, I mean, do they do they get paid? Or, uh, just yeah, to, they got paid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess they, they should, because I mean, it looks like. Uh, it seems well, like there's two classes of special uh, of celebrity comedi- uh, celebrities in this movie. There's ones playing characters and ones playing themselves. Yeah. 
This is probably now why. that's real footage of Nazis. Right. Uh-huh. You ever notice how lazy Hitler's own Sieg Heil was? Like, he never stuck his arm out straight. He always, like, was crooking. You know what I mean? But he focused. Hiya. He focused on it, I guess. Robert, can you go along with your Hitler impression? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I thought of this bit great. I'm sure it's good, but I, yeah, very s- emotional. Yes. Should we play it? We played it. The applause of real Nazis. Listen, listen. We played the Hitler footage, and here comes the Blue Angels. <laughs> That's American fascism, not <laughs> German. At least it's not a work day. They decided not to uh, fly around downtown on a Tuesday. Yeah. Now here's here's, uh... the baby Hitler story. (laughs) Wow, strong kid. So it's like, you see, he chopped down a tree. So he goes, who chopped down the tree, Hitler? And he goes, I cannot tell a lie. (laughs) Okay, you should put it up. Here he comes with the foils of the tree. Keep working hard, my kleiner Junge. You grow up to be a great man. Yeah. I bet Perhaps you that woman made that kid build that log cabin. Now here comes our joke. Someone cut down that linden tree. You know how that happened. Father, I cannot tell why. The Jews did it. You're a good boy, Otto. Obviously, the American public was not ready for another side of Adolf Hitler. So luckily, the film says America rejected the Hitler film. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was headline Uh news. I remember the headline spinning it around and then the newspaper stopping. America rejects Hitler film. Baby Hitler. And there was no time travel in that one. Yeah, this is uh, really spread out. This one, a lot of variety, I guess I could say. Yeah, it covers a lot of American history. It's always great to see. Well, we're going through every film, every TV show. Yeah, look at that guy go. All right, he he knows where the bullets are going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you never shoot at, at stairs. Yeah, that's uh, at ladders. That's that's just, why he's okay. Just follow shoot the squibs. The sand so it'll spray in their wow. eyes, and that's how you get the American soldiers. They'll be blinded. <laughs> now, in this film. They have D, one of the D-Day beaches, right? right? And the whole thing of the film is one man kills wow. all of the D- Now, why would Japan be at D-Day, right? I, I don't know. I haven't read a wow. book all in a while. Yeah, look at all that stuff's going on. If wow. you're asking me a history question, I, I went through a pandemic, and so I don't really remember much. The Americans stormed France the beaches of Normandy yeah. and attacked the Germans. But in their film, <laughs> the, Japanese goes by. the Japanese showed up and one man destroyed their, you know, won the entire battle. Sounds good. Listen, I'll see that movie. That sounds then like it says, Okay, film. come on, it's safe now. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure if that's Normandy because mm-hmm. I just saw palm trees. Oh, this is another scene you're going to Love yeah, Michael. Michael. It's, it's, it's abusive. It's treating women abusive. They got to deal with the Duke. All right. Can't wait. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. a Western. I would like to remind the audience that Michael picked this film. Cancel him. Well, Cancel listen, him. Uh, the premise of the show has always been films that I was not able to see, Carl. 
Oh, <laughs> my ride's here. <laughs> Sorry, the blue angel. So you didn't know. Yeah, but I've seen the box a hundred million times at the video store, at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the great things about Amazon Prime is that there's so many, like, Kentucky Fried movies. Okay, watch for the oh, punch. Nice. Wow. Well, we saw this in the trailer last week. Man, that was a sucker punch. <clears throat> Was Duke Thorpe? He was a fruit, but they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they have everything in this movie. John Wayne was a fairy. The right. hell he was. The hell he was. Came to the door in a dress. <laughs> Does anyone get our references? I mean, yeah, of course, everyone gets a repo man reference. Does Danny get the reference? Yeah, is this hell now? It's all red and everything. See, he doesn't. No, when color so. came to the movies, adequate films was so cheap. They what they did is they made every month their films would have a different color, a single color. This is an orange month. Uh huh. Abe Lincoln versus the Metalman. Is that the, like the DC character <laughs> Metalman or no? Maybe not. Well, no. this is a um, robot. This is a uh, science fiction film in which a squad of robots has come to kill Abraham Lincoln, and they're not successful. Uh-huh. They're doing Hitler and Lincoln. This right. Is like a, a comedy gold line. Oh, look, I'm being attacked by a water heater. Yeah. Oh, here's an underwater toaster. Wow. The Slicer. Slice, 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 slice. The Slicer, slicer is yeah. back. Slicer. There's the kids. Wow. Slicer. Abraham Lincoln's so cool, he Oof. doesn't need any weapon. He just goes up to them and... Uh, well, you oh. know, he, he's a vampire hunter, too. Oh. Now, they they say it's a Batman, but they don't mean the superhero. Right. A Batman, yeah. They mean, like... Now let's kill Lincoln. Oh, no, it's a million Batmen. Space Invaders. Confusing it. So he's got Space robots invaders, and yeah. Batman. Batmen. This is a pretty good movie. Yeah, this is a good black and orange film I've seen. Yeah. Oh, this is a color movie. This this is one of their color films. Oh, so the, but the, and this week, month the color is orange. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's jokes in this movie. So it wasn't really a color film, but it was adequate. That's they adequate. They would do that joke over and over and over. At least it's not a sex joke where they're like. Yeah. Uh, his name was Toby Penis. Oh, well, he plays the piano too. <clears throat> Toby Randall, yeah, he's a man of many talents. Yeah. He's a photographer. Oh no, that was Felix Unger. Yeah. That was yeah, that was on TV. Yeah, uh, Tony he, Randall. He wrote was, that. If you assume you make an ass out of you and me. oh no, that was on TV. That was TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, Tony Randall was the guy who well. got divorced and his <laughs> wife kicked him out of the house and he had to live with his best friend. Oh, had no, a baby that... at 70. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, where well, this was not on TV, I guess. Uh, I guess it was. this movie was made before the ratings came out, I guess. Yeah. Now, on the right is, on the left is Pee Wee Herman. Wait, on the right. And in oh, the center okay. there is, um, he, he, now this is Susan Day from the Partridge Family. Wow. And L.A. Law. And she will give a blowjob. Slut of the South, the musical. She's young enough that it's believable. Gives me an <laughs> right. 
that would happen to him. Oh, here comes the Blue Angels. Stop this smut. Okay. Want to make me leave. Lower. And make him sing. Okay. Oh. She's a pimp. Oh, you gotta sing it. Tell your story. I heard about it. We don't want them to know about it. No. Wait, wait. Come over here. Keep it on. Like, they do two takes with Joe Franklin? Probably not. <laughs> now, oh. this is the highest paid performer at Adequate Films. <laughs> it's Baby Elroy. Right. He did a series of films. I saw a really good documentary called Showbiz Kids, directed by Alex Winter. And uh -huh. they had, uh, like, Baby Ruth, <laughs> I guess her name was, Baby Rose or whatever. Look, he's throwing the grenade. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. This is Baby Elroy meets Baby Frankenstein. Looks like Chucky. Oh, oh, Frankenstein, yeah. You got Hello. started out young, I guess. <clears throat> I guess like in the this is eighties though, but this is seventies is okay to kill kids. Yeah, it's confusing. Movie. I can't tell this movie the eighties. I thought it was like from the twenties or. Now 30s this is or... the baby grown up, and you might recognize him from Animal House. Well, and, yeah, oh. but he was also in the movie movies. Uh, no, uh, National Lampoon goes to the movies or National Lampoon movie movie. No, we 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 saw him in a bit. We saw him in one of our films? Yeah, in the National Lampoon. Oh. Movie. Goes to the movies, it's called. Okay, this is P Peter Reigert, and he was in Animal House in 75. He was also... Kimmy Schmidt. Crossing Delancey, um, local hero, yeah. The Mask. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, why is he outside? They couldn't find a you know, little room for him to... He's, yeah. he's Daredevil. Oh. He likes well, to hang outside church. He's supposed to be the baby in France, and he has no, the joke is he has no memory, of course, of being a baby. So they're asking huh. him, what was the director like? He goes, I did not know. <laughs> what was the so-and-so like? I, I was there, but I don't know. Yeah, Wait. don't you remember when you were born? No, who does? <laughs> I think I wish I could remember her name in the documentary, but they had, like, all this merchandising. Wait, turn it up. Let's. You'll see, just denying. I used to make him cry. A lot of people oh, said, well. give him an onion. No, that was too, you, you could see an onion. I would have fellas in the back with hot needles sticking him in his toes. So Corey will say, like, <laughs> he was crying like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, so uh -huh. he's, he's funny. Like, he says this movie. Cry baby. This you remember the scene oh. from because I have no memory of it. <laughs> yeah, look, look, a baby grenade. <clears throat> this means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, Maybe had... it wasn't even him. They just tell him, yeah, that's that's you or that baby. Okay, or I'll, right. I'll believe you. Yeah. Hi, thank you so much, Peter, for doing your cameo. Uh, we would like you to read the role. Yes, I'll, I'll have a French accent. Thank you very much. Okay, ready? Well, mm. well Peter, we did. Okay. And... Huh. 1947. Yeah. 
And sorry, we couldn't find a room for your interview and uh, or a seat, so it's okay. <laughs> just sit on this car. <laughs> yeah, just sit on top of the church. Ah, Flash Gordon. Well, yeah, this is their science fiction film, and it was these aliens who invade the toilet. They hide in the wow. sewers of the world. Yikes! And they come up through the toilets. Ha ha ha! I see. All right, that's not bad. So the humor is okay. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's, I s felt something, still didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, toilets are, people are running away from their toilets. We have reported <laughs> the day the tiny bowl man has been drowned. I repeat, the tiny bowl man has been drowned. Wow, yeah, we're going back to the old days, running into the bushes. There's a Statue of Liberty. Is this sewer uh, water? Oh, is that what happens when the, the uh, entire world does not flush their toilets? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I thought it would be mellow. My dying words. Now this is an Alfred Hitchcock director type. All right. Here is a scene uh -huh. from the film considered to be the best example of my mastery of murder, mystery, and mayhem. <laughs> Looney. He does an okay job. Uh, yeah, yeah. My brief appearance in the film, as you know. That's become my personal trademark. Oh, it's going to do a Hitchcockian movie yeah, and a Hitchcockian Yeah, and here we've got Psycho, of course. Now, I want to bring something up to both of you. This is something that drives me crazy. When I'm going to take a shower in the morning, I turn on the water and <laughs> right. I wait for it to warm up. Right? Uh-huh. But in the movies, they turn it on and it hits their face right away. You ever notice that? As brutal, too, right? Because oh. in real life, it, it hurts. It's just so in real life, right now, you go, oh! <laughs> right? If it's too hot, too cold, you got to get it right before you just turn it on. Yeah, right. yeah that's a good point. Um, maybe she's one of those people that doesn't care water temperature. <clears throat> Stab. One, Stab. two, three. Now, this is Hitchcock's I, uh, cameo. Wait, wait, I'm next? Is that, what, is that what that guy is doing? Well, the... I don't know oh. if you know Hitchcock, but he often appeared in his films doing something in the background, like being right. part of the crowd, but he'd be walking a bunch of greyhounds with balloons, you know, something weird. So that was the joke. He was in there. Right. Okay. They started to turn their attention towards TV because films were not working. So they're going to make a bunch of pilots that never got bought. And this is a wild safari one in which she's going after the giant crab. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. Yeah, make sure uh, if we have everything still in the studio. So, yeah. All right. Are you heading out? Yeah, around three. Okay. So she's like, I love the jungle and the jungle loves me. Oh. Wow, that's some impressive uh, uh, scent work. Yeah. Oh, no, I hope oh, that no. bridge, it doesn't look very stable. It might break. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, this is a bridge too far for me. <laughs> Whoa, not anymore. It's a new uh, not Six Flags. Woo. Cool, cliffhanger. Come on, you can do it. Climb up. Keep climbing. I Keep just... climbing. Oh, look, there's a stairs. She's climbing up anyway, thank God. Oh, the giant There's the crab, the giant crab. Uh huh. Oh, is there like a filmmaker? Uh, I want to keep filming. <clears throat> so she's going to talk about how she's not 
scared. Go ahead, put up the sound. Uh, put up the sound. Is picking up my scent and is stalking me. However, I have no fear of it. It senses that, and therefore it will not harm me. Animals love me as I love them. That's nice. Crab is coming closer. I feel an intuitive bond. And there you yeah. go. That crunching saved them $6,000 <laughs> worth of special the effects. Oh, I take it Vanessa back. Look at those special effects. They must have waited all day. Okay, you're going to want to mute this one because it's very awful. He says <laughs> the N-word. This is Father Knows Best, but it's called Father Knows Beaver. And oh. the joke is, you know, we all know what beaver is. And so the mom's trying to keep it from the kids. They're like, it's like he's a good father. So right. he's talking, he's he's going to use the N-word. Let's just not listen. Unless you want to, it's your show. Oh, yeah, I think the... Uh... I say no. All right. If the Jew boys want to stick up for the N-word, that's okay with me. You're so smart, Pop. It's terrible. Now, do you think it was child labor laws when they had to shoot that scene separately for the kids? Nope. Yeah. I think the child labor laws are about the number of hours. So. Oh, right. And have school. They'll be like, okay, before right. we do the N-word scene, did you do your math? So if this is an afternoon shoot, I'm sure it's fine. Oh, they didn't do day for night in that shot? Like, shoot it at night and then change the lighting later? <laughs> Maybe. Now, this <laughs> is a drama, a serious drama for TV, but somebody made a mistake and put in a laugh track. <laughs> All right. Your husband will never recover. <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there anything you can do? I'm afraid not, you see... Science has not yet come up with a... Now, I know his face, and I didn't find him in my research, but I know that actor's face. He has, like, a Henry Silva-looking face, but not as severe. Mm -hmm. This movie, maybe maybe I, this is a whiff, Carl. Maybe I picked a good movie. Okay, so I saw this movie twice, yeah. and it's hit or miss. Sometimes you're laughing, and sometimes it's so stupid. Like, for instance, there's going to be a scene with Robert Downey Jr. in which he's pretending to be Einstein, like, as a pirate. And he's trying to make up E equals MC squared. And then pirates come preventing no young physicists. And well, I don't know. Sometimes it's not funny. Other times, other times it's, it's, it could be funny. You know the joke they're trying to do. Duty oh. show. And here's duty. Hi, boys and girls. Now that your mommy and daddy are out of the room, let's bring out Pocky. <laughs> Big. And now, boys and girls, we're going to pay a little visit to our tiny friends. Now, this is just taking nice kid God. stuff and putting oh, sex all over it. You know, that's supposed to be our joke. Yeah. Ooh, butterflies. Hi, Library of Congress. Can I help you? Yes, hi. I'm the producer for That's Adequate. Can right. I have stock footage of Hitler, children's animation? Uh, wow. It's got everything. Is this ori it's original animation? Wow. 
or public domain? Um, I, I, I don't know if – my research was pretty weak on this film because I didn't have a lot of time, as you right. know. Mm. I don't know if they – I would doubt that they made this animation. I think they bought something, right. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's hard to – Because they don't show the sex yeah. parts that they're talking about. Hey, Carl, uh, Danny Desi is, is leaving for the festival of Wake uh, calls him out. Yeah, Good I got to another you. show. So, uh, yeah. Well, can you promote your shows? Uh, we're here in the studio. We're tell, tell people how they can see more about you and where they can see you live to this week. Sure. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, I have shows every Tuesday at Neck of the Woods, uh, all these yeah. shows in San Francisco, and uh, every Wednesday at Buzzworks, uh, both shows in San Francisco, 7 o'clock, free. Come on down. Always that, here. That sounds great. Yeah. All right, well, cool. So check it out. Yeah, the Neck of the Woods is a lot of fun, and uh, it's a great place to go out for a Tuesday. So uh, thank you so much, yeah. Danny. Thanks for coming by the studio. You. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Danny. Thanks to see you, Mike. Great to yeah, talk great to you, to see Carl. You. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. All right. Thanks, Danny. Here, I'll turn off your mic there. Now, that was a good celebrity comedian countdown, but we already did Danny Dutchie before. Yeah, but not live and prompt you like right, that, and then have live. them say for for most of the movie. And it's yeah. most of the movie because it, it's wrapping up soon. So yeah, bye, Danny. Great to see you, man. Bye, Danny. So my trip to San Francisco is completed. I saw Danny. I got in person. That yeah. was cool. You uh, can hit a plane now. Yeah. I'm afraid our film is not wrapping up. We've got like 30 more minutes of this bullshit. Oh, we got 30 more minutes of this bullshit. Maybe this yeah. is why this film is bad. Is that it doesn't stop. Now, I think that's Professor Irwin Corey also. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. ...effective on test audiences of young children that several of the preschoolers had to... Oh, that, now we're back to Tony Randall's narration. Yeah, I guess I talked over... Because I did want to kind of see Brother Theodore, like to see if he was different from Professor Corey. Everything about this is a documentary. You know, that's, it's a mockumentary... There was a, a film by Peter Greenaway that the thief, the wife, the cook, and his lover, uh, where it's called The Fells, F-E-L-L-S. And it is a, a three-hour mockumentary about uh-huh. people affected by a virus, and they listed people alphabetically. And now we've gone to the part where they're listing people with F-E-L-L-S, and a lot of people have this. So they tell little stories about these people. And the humor is pretty funny, for, especially for myself. I thought it was funny. So, but he goes yeah. on for three hours, and it's pretty cool. Like, so they he commits to this guy's like a serious British art film director, but this documentary is like to, to push the jokes three hours, kind of makes it like if this that's adequate with three hours, I don't know. I guess you could do like a Netflix uh, TV series, right? Six episodes, right? Three episodes. You you told me you saw the woman across the street who lives by the window. Yeah. On the train. Like, that was six episodes. Right. Well, I, yeah, that's right. It was like season one. And right. there was no season two. I mean, it was basically a movie that was like three hours. Yeah. Maybe this would be better f- formatted that way. Like, if they did a six part, because that's entertainment. Not only did they do sequels, theatrical sequels, it was a television show. A syndicated television show hosted by the voice of Tom Bosley, uh-huh. where every week they would be like, "Was there trouble on a, a love story? That's entertainment, or whatever it went." 
I'm pretty sure that, like it was also a TV series for for syndication. It would play like seven or seven thirty right before prime time, but right after the news. I guess I didn't bump into that one. You know, it might have been on channel eleven nine or five. You know what I mean? Like, could have yeah. been on a network. I I think I was boycotting Shana back in my period television watching <laughs> period. Anything? What are my other options? Let me uh, stand up and turn on click, click. All right, let me check UHF. Click. No. Oh. All right, this looks interesting. Tom Bosley. Hired 12-year-old Georgie Spielman. Hello. Spielman. It's an honor to make my first feature-length film for adequate Sheldon. I hope to bring to the production a little bit of every film I've seen in all my 12 years of moviegoing. This will be the first in a series of films based on the lives of great men, such as Albert Einstein. Oh, right, here we go, right? Einstein on the bounty. So we're about to see Robbie da Robert Downey Jr., who we saw in... Um... Oh, uh, Parting Lips? Something terrible. Um, gosh, why isn't it jumping out and biting me here? We saw him in three films, actually. Two as a child, right? From his father was the director. Yeah, Rented right. Lips. That's the one I was thinking of. Rented Lips. Rented This is right rented around that lips. time. Yeah, you can tell by the hair. He must have just walked from one set to another. Exploding. It's just fucking brilliant. <laughs> That's the joke. He says fucking brilliant. He is yeah, a Saturday Night Live veteran. M-A-N-A. No. E you know, equals M-A. No, no, no. Got it. Time. Space. Matter. Energy. E equals M fucking C squared. Arg. Oh, Oh, let me know if you ever want to hear my R-rated, uh, my, my... Pirate movie? I have some Einstein jokes that are, are too dirty for this show. What are they rated? Well, as a pirate, they're rated uh, NC-17 because there is sexual <laughs> circumstances. I, my mom wouldn't take me to the pirate film. Why not? It was rated R. Ancient joke. The other one is uh, the the pirate, of course, with the steering wheel in his pants. He goes uh -huh. to a bar. The bartender says, "Why do you have a steering wheel in, in your pants?" And the pirate says, "I don't know. It's driving me nuts. It's driving <laughs> me nuts. It's driving me nuts." The the Scottish pirate. Maybe he was on deck. He was on the. Oh no! It's, this isn't Paul Simon improvising, is it? No, this isn't Paul Simon. Uh, this is another face that I recognize, though, and I just don't. My research got a lot of people. Yeah. Chuck McCann, Susan Day, right. Maureen McCormick, Rita Rudner, Robert Vaughn, Richard Lewis. There's a lot of people here. Ben Stiller, Jerry Stiller. And his, and uh, and Mira, his mom. But, like, for instance, I don't know that guy, even though I recognize his face. Don't forget, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was doing Saturday Night Live at the time, so he, or he just came fresh off of it. So he was doing Saturday Night Live, and for, you know, sketch comedy. Um, We saw him in another film. Uh, 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 Dog Pound? What was it, Dog? No, it was with Johnny... Uh, Oh, you Johnny yeah, well, good? yes, no, we did he'll... see Dog Pound, and we did see uh, it was called Pound, Pound. and Greaser's Palace, but Greaser's... he was in that movie with Michael Anthony Hall. Hail Caesar! 
Right, Hail Caesar. So I guess this is the fourth film we've seen him in. He is a regular on LWAFLMOYC. Now, before you rush out to eBay to, to see Hail Caesar, remember it's not a period piece. The band that Michael Anthony Hall has is called Hail Caesar. Wouldn't you recommend Hail Caesar? It's one of those pop culture oddities where I would say, of course, because with Sam Samuel Jack L. Jackson shows up and he looks exactly like he would look at Pulp Fiction, except for the hair. Like he's not wearing his hair. You know, his hair is not, but he has the exact, oh, here's Bruce. In his business. Uh, now, this is Bruce Willis, and you can see how young uh, he is. Right. It was around moonlighting time and he's playing time. himself. Uh, I had known Max. I'd, you know, knocked on his door a lot of times. Maxie, I called him. He's he is funny. Look at his uh, hair, man. Pony. Well, is it a wig at this point? No, and listen to how coherent he is. Uh, I got a couple other animal parts after that. I played a. Well, he has a sense of humor, like a certain style. It's kind of funny. It was right on the time Lassie was kind of getting real big. He graduated. Well, I don't know if he graduated, but he is alumni of. I guess you have to be an alumni. You have to graduate. He went to Monkey State College, just like me. Montclair State College. Right. Yeah, and what you did, and and your dad was a teacher there, and uh, your kid got a, a doctorate. Now, wait, today it's Montclair University, but back then it was not called university, it was called college, Right. and back then it was not called Montclair, it was called Monkey. No, <laughs> but it was always called State. Had been constructed, all the costumes sewn and everything, that they combined our two projects into one in a, in a, in a desperate... Oh, this is part of the movie where you go get some more popcorn before the film ends. You said there was free refill if I go see this movie? Okay, here's a free refill, no better. Now, this is Hamlet. Is it funny, Hamlet? Okay. Well, and she she played Hamlet, and she's talking about how she got the part because she fit into the suit, and other actresses didn't, and the suit was never clean, so it gave other people like hives and rash, but not for her. <laughs> so she was hired. Gotcha. As Hamlet. Because they, they decided to do a production of Hamlet. That's out of it. Are you done with this film? I'm so, no, I'm not. Of course not. Here we go. Something like racist. Now it's uh, Shakespeare as... Now look, they're really doing the lift, so maybe they did pay for this. Right. The thing is, it really was all drawn. There wasn't any computer, so... I would expect it to be very expensive. Right. Well, I, I well, how much were the bits anyway? Like they, I suppose they had mm-hmm. like, you know, like that kid, the bit where a uh, chap when he eats the kid. I mean, they have to build the right. little shed, they get the background, and then to kill a kid and to eat it, you have to prepare it in a certain way and like get certain like. I would definitely recommend like a stock. Like, so you, I would prepare the bones as well. So, like, I would get someone on set, you know, and then, you know, the kid needs to have a teacher on set. You know, so it's a lot of, you know, deal. Money went into this film. Now, this, um, this is Richard Lewis. Oh, so he's like, hey, how's it going? 
Well, you can listen to it. He's doing his like. Here they come. Don't worry about blood. Although, quite frankly, yeah. you know, my blood type is very. Right. My blood type is very negative. I always see the bad. Well, uh, this one's going downhill. I always thought Richard Lewis should have gone further in his career. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. I, I also think he achieves a lot too. Like, uh, you know, he's he's still kind of known. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Mutiny Radio telephone line, I didn't hear your last thing. You said yes. You think his career could have gone further, and what? No, I think it. Uh, but he's done a lot. Like he uh, he has achieved a lot. You know, he had he had his own TV shows, stuff about mm -hmm. his uh, alcoholism or what have you. Oh, alcoholism? Maybe that's why. Look, he just didn't continue on past the 90s. He, no. Sure, he would be cast in... I think he had a television show in the 200s, the, in the aughts. On... Okay. Yeah. On cable, I guess? Yeah, I think so, like Showtime. There we go, at two pimples. Uh, there he is. Wow, they're really padding out. Now, wasn't he in um, the Groove Tube? Which he, one? Richard. No, I'm thinking Richard Lewis. Oh. Okay. No, I'm thinking of uh, yeah. Wait, he well, is Richard, Richard Lewis. I'm thinking the guy from uh, Law and Order. Uh, I was like a different comedian from the time. How about that? Okay. Death I he, no, but that was um. CSI or something. Right. What is he doing there? Right? It's like seeing Cheech Marin on that cop show. What are you doing here? <laughs> uh, I guess I... You're masking up again. All right, no problem. The, uh, let's keep going. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival... As uh, officially started, we have uh, several comedians coming in, and uh, as we watch Bruce Willis. Welcome, and, uh, comedian. Hang on. Okay, so as you know, this is a documentary, so essentially that's what's happening. They're interviewing Bruce Willis, and he's telling nonsense about the early days working with the director. Right. And the head of the studio. Oh, that's cool. Was it funny? No. <laughs> but you could see he was trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was game. He so, was working with the script they gave him. He did an okay job. Oh, that's cool. Okay, now we have Ben Stiller's parents, and they're doing a bit. Right. Oh, they're on the Joe Franklin show again. Yeah. About a corporate merger, Sid and Do you think they were doing Joe Franklin's show to begin Char with, and they said, okay, we'll, we'll come and do the movie, too? <laughs> I do not. At least they don't have to listen to music. Now, like I said, Joe Franklin's a bit of an anchor in this thing because he's doing the big interview. Right. Um, that with, frames um, it. Max Roebling, the head of the studio. And so 
we see a little struggle in the marriage of um, Stella and uh, uh, I forget their fake names in the film, but later she will go on to like leave him. It's going to be heartbreaking. Oh, is this going to happen during the Joe Franklin show? No. Oh, that's too bad. It'll be after. It's would it be during people are talking, which follows Joe <laughs> Franklin. Hi. Let's go. So who's in your studio with you? Oh, you know there was a show at the. Uh, how do you pronounce Atlas Cafe? Uh, ca- Kathy. 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 Outlaws Kathy. At the Outlaws Kathy, there was a, a Muni Radio Comedy Festival show. One of many that started, of course, this week. And you can go to muniradio.fm to see the full schedule and click links to get tickets and reserve uh, mission crawls and block parties and just a lot of stuff happening uh, this week and shows every night, including mine on Monday. Uh, Pam left the studio, but uh, she heard me plug the shows, so that's cool. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. cool. Hey, Lord, how's my uh, orange backpack doing? Is it still there? Yeah, okay, great, thanks. Yeah, that'll be Triff. Is there, like, another bag next to it, or is it just, that's it? I, like, a, oh, that jacket, don't worry about. Yeah, you can bring it in the bag. Thanks. Yeah, Perfect. Oh, and you got the other, cool. So, uh, do you want to get a mic? We're watching a movie, uh, a last minute documentary, if you want to see, see. We're almost done watching a documentary, a oh, fake yeah? a fake documentary about Hollywood pictures. Oh, wow. So, is that yeah. Right yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is their film they did for a production called Adequate Films, and this movie's called That's Adequate. So, yeah. I think it's more interesting to just explaining the title than the actual movie. Oh, oh, Lauren and I were in a movie together. You know, if you want to grab the mic, I could, I could get you in. That's, okay. All right. Well, it's great to see you. Yeah. If, but uh, Carl, you know that movie uh, on Amazon Prime? Love that film. You were great in it. Lauren was in it. She's in the title credits. And right when her name pops up. She has a Terrific. bit, so she's the only uh, person that people knows because her name's right there during the, her scene. So uh, <laughs> perfect. You know, otherwise you have to watch the entire movie to see who played Lauren, but you don't have to because it's boom. For me, you have to be Mike, like you were great in that film. You were spitting mad. You were so angry. They were trying to pick your pocket. I think. Yeah, I know. I was just hanging out at the Curry House. All right, so I'm sorry, Carl. So this is funny right now, right? This is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. This is Marsha Brady. Oh, terrific. And it's one she of looks those terrific, like, uh, sci-fi sex movies. Well, of course you have it right with the outrageous costumes. Well, they've all got wings, you see. Yeah. Well, all right, let's hear it's sort time. of like a Flash Gordon spoof here. It's strange that like it what it seemed like it was going through some kind of chronological time periods, but it keeps going back to the 40s and shit like that. 
Yeah, I guess thematically it started that way, and now we're hopping around a little bit, I guess. Maybe it's, it's like um, the 70s, Buck Rogers. Because it is in color. <laughs> and they were designed. Oh, it's a catwalk. I, Carl, is it bad that I didn't see this movie? Because usually the, I, I feel better not watching these. I think nobody should see this movie. <laughs> now look, an affair is starting that will break up the Stiller family. Oh, right. Max Roebling is coming on to the wife. Add a little cocoa to it. You know, uh, that's the problem we had, Coco. I think that's one of the reasons why we picked this film, because we knew that you know people would be coming in and out. We had Danny on the show and some other comedians yeah. that came in. So this film is good, but it's also bad because we're still in the midst of it. Right? This is like yeah, six more bits. Yeah, this is a uh, private detective recording their affair. Uh, what a dick. The private well, detective? Well, it's his job. The private detective. They're also called dicks for detective. <laughs> what a dick. Click, click. Toes. Remember you texted me Dick Tracy? And right. I was like, no dick pics, Mike. Gross. It's good, it's good that Coco is, not, is doing something other than the Joe Franklin interview. We get to see him outside the office. There we go. Is this the outtakes? The director's like, you guys can stop. (laughs) Oh, he will not take it out, Mike. No. She and Roebling took a trip to New York. What? Sid took it badly. So Charlene leaves Sid and the Stillers have broken up. Max takes her to New York. So Sid shows up with a gun. But unfortunately, we just see the interview. We never see the actual pulling out of the gun or anything. They should really do that in a movie, right? Right. Well, it depends on the movie. Like sometimes we have universe movies where... uh, like that Stacey Keach film we saw where the guy was in Sausalito and he had a gun on the uh, dock and a gun in his hand. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. But this this film, they they can't afford it, so they just go outside the Carnegie Deli and say a couple words. Now there's Ben Stiller on the right. Yeah, Ben Stiller. Look, he's, he's going to get his prom picture taken first. Now we saw him in that film with George Carlin. Easy Money, what was it? It was, oh, working trash. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they worked the system and they were janitors. Now she's explaining herself in her role in the breakup. Like, I loved Max. What can I say? You know. Look at her '80s triangles. She's also wearing a bit. Uh, I thought it was like a double uh, tie, but two tie. Like, yeah, a cravat. Cravat. You got to be careful of the pin. You have to have like something to hold it, otherwise it stabs your chest. Right, or you stab your chest, your sternum. Your, your body's not a bulletin board. Even like, if you're the tackiest person, you're not a bully bulletin board. 
Look at young Ben Stiller. He had no speaking part. Yeah, he's improvising right now. He's nodding differently. Right. He's looking concerned. Is Will the movie end on these guys? No, I'm sorry, Mike. You're not getting out of this that easy. <laughs> right. Usually these films, like if it's a good anthology of sketches, the last sketch you can never top. It's so outrageous. It's so like out there. The fill, and then you end happy, right? Maybe there's a reprise. You have you have over ten minutes left, like thirteen minutes. Now this is a we are the world spoof with comedians. Okay, so this came out what 1989, and they're doing we are the world. Well, this release, yes, they are. This released ninety. This released in 1990. Oh, uh, where is it? This is like what they went to one comedy place and got everyone to LA comics. Yeah, you're going to see Sinbad. You're going to see, well, of course, Richard Lewis is the leader of it. He's the Bono, or who was, no, it was um, Bob Geldof. He's the Bob Geldof. Right now he's plugging his spots. It's pretty funny. Oh, here we go. So he's also playing himself in this too, right? He is. No, he's playing a guy named Pimple. His name oh. is Pimple. Tuesday and Wednesday, I have two shows, and I have. He's doing all his spots right now, plugging his. Little inside baseball. He's still in our act. He's going to be in Minneapolis on Monday. Now it's a noon show. It's a luncheon show, but yeah, forget that. I'm excited about this. There's Rico. Uh... Is that John Lennon on the right? J John Lennon from the Beatle? There's Sinbad. Look at the young Sinbad. Yeah. Everyone's young. All right. Comics. This is a lot so of these the comedians. Room. I don't know their faces, but you would if it was back then, right? Especially if you had access to a green room. Yes. They must have edited this down. Hopefully, like to just the funny stuff. Probably they did a lot of riffing and they just edited in the good stuff. You still there, Carl? Yeah, sure. Right, you hear right me on. well? No, I'm here. Oh, this is like... There's George Costanza. No, isn't that Bud Fisher from the comedy, uh, the improv? Probably yes, because any comic who was anybody was in this scene. Yeah, I know. It's kind of tiresome. I don't know. It's funny, I'm sure. They must have been a lot, you know, had a lot of budget to hire a lot of famous people for this film. Yeah, I think everyone just brought their own clothes. Well, maybe this is this one's almost over. It is. Yeah, this bit. I We're mean, in like the I final have... stretch here. I and look thank forward. Thank God. We have 10 minutes. We have less than 10 minutes, like nine or eight minutes. Here's my impression of Tony Randall, third day of shooting. Is there now a third day of shooting, like, really? 
Well, I mean, this like, guy's like, we're raising money for hunger, and he starts eating. I don't know. It's pretty. It's pretty good. It's very okay, important so to have a like blind, a, and he's looking at the script, and then he's like, "There's a memo. Look at this jerk. What he does with the script." Right. Again, it's like being in the green room. They're like burning each other's set lists. Wow, this now goes on Max forever. And uh, Charlene are an item. I don't have any ego right now. The room is egoless. I'm being a real person, see? I get my own coffee, do my own hair. I'll tell you something. I drove myself here. And I'll tell you why. Do you know her? Because I don't know her. This is bigger. I know that the credits are going to be rolling and I'll see her name. I'll go, wow, that's her when she's so young. <laughs> but right now, I, I'm not going to say anything. I don't recognize you. I don't recognize you. I think that's Richard Lewis. I don't recognize you. I don't recognize, I don't recognize you. Yeah. That's Sinbad. I don't recognize you. <laughs> uh. Now, this is when his charity fraud Right, it was raising money for kids and adequate pictures, but all the money went to adequate pictures. Oh wow! But th this is like footage, archival footage before the uh, Joe Franklin interview. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think so because now he's with Ben Stiller's wife. So. Oh, so this is after Ben Stiller. I guess. I mean, after Joe Franklin. Excuse me, not Ben Stiller. Yeah, I shouldn't say Ben Stiller. It's Joe Franklin. Ben Stiller was great. The way he nodded his head and, and it was terrific. Uh-oh, Private Eye. You can tell because it's a Private Eye parody look. Abandoned by his friends, shunned by the industry. Roebling had to start from zero. But they took all my Oscars. <laughs> now look, the film deteriorates and right. it becomes like oil or something. And so he now has like adequate oil company or something. I, it's dumb. That makes sense. Right, he has the stages, he turned that into it. Well, that's good. He struck oil. Literally. Yeah. Texas Tea. Go ahead and listen to his stupid speech. It just goes to show you. If you make movies and you hold on to them a long time, those movies will be worth their weight in oil. Now, is that true uh, that film break down and become, you know, celluloid, become oil? That's pretty funny. Like, the, the worth of uh, any kind of entertainment is just basically the cable in the wall. Yeah. And he said, Charlene... Now they're talking about when Max died and how he said, my life has been adequate film... And my life has been adequate, or something like that. Did she marry after their Detroit affair? They did. No, she did not go back to um, 
uh, her husband, uh, I forgot his name, Stid, and right. she's just a widower. Widow. Right. She's just a widow. And, uh... Act. Her, that's, act. that's gonna have to be all I can talk about that right now. Rolling and act! All the wonderful <laughs> things that he's done to me. What do you mean you can't talk about it now, Bruce? That's not how improv works. Of course you're supposed to say yes and. He wanted it. Somebody should answer him. It's a professor and Corey. It's a hero. Oh, no, this guy is. Producer or producer. A man whose movies are not, not, not just colossal, but they're adequate. But I never actually met him. But I understand he was a legend in his own mind. I guess they're 